Welcome back to Stand Up Citizen. I've tried to keep this a nonpartisan project, but the stakes are getting much too high. So I think I need to change the approach. So whether or not you believe firing Syrian missiles without Congress's authorization was uh, appropriate, whether or not you're concerned about the Emoluments Clause apparent violations, whether or not it bothers you that condemning Nazis at the Charlottesville rally uh, was a good idea or not, whether or not you believe the obstruction of justice Russia probe citations in the Mueller report, and whether or not you are concerned that there has been no criticism of Russia over interference when our intelligence community and recently our Senate Intelligence Committee has certified that it did actually occur, whether or not you are concerned that there is no prescribed audit of state election results to confirm whether the election is tampered with, whether or not you think the Iran deal should have been abandoned, whether or not you think keeping General Flynn on his job after the apparent breaches of security were discovered, whether or not you believe that the border situation has been handled properly, whether or not you are concerned about the oh, let's call them misstatements on the part of our executive branch. Now we are faced with incompetence, adolescent blaming of others, and a serious lack of leadership. What would you say to a can candidate who campaigned on the platform of, yes, I want to be the chief executive of the country, but when things go really wrong, my strategy is going to just blame other people, not take aggressive, prompt, and effective action. I don't think any of us would vote for a candidate who put forth that unnerving position. So we have to make judgments, and our project is to consult the founders to see where and how they pushed us from shore into the life of our republic with the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence as our guide. So let's go back to our father of our country. In his first inaugural address, George Washington talked about the necessity of informed citizens in our kind of republic. Well, I'm going to paraphrase from his 
18th century language. And I hope those of you who have memorized Washington's first inaugural will forgive me. Pardon me, first State of the Union address. So the general said, knowledge is in every country the surest basis of public happiness. It's important that the sense of the community be in how the government operates. The enlightened confidence of the people is what we want. We want our citizens to distinguish between oppression and the necessary exercise of lawful authority. And Washington challenged the Congress on the issue of whether or not money should be set aside for what he called seminaries of learning already established or by the institution of a national university. Well, it wasn't only Washington. Jefferson wrote, liberty cannot be preserved without a general knowledge among the people. And just recently, our Chief Justice, John Roberts, in a speech called for the need for more civics education. Uh, Ronald Daniels, who's president of the John Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, at the same time as the Chief Justice was speaking, called for colleges to provide more civic education. That, that was from the Washington Post op-ed he published on January 2nd of this year. Most colleges assign a summer reading list, and some of them indicate the reason is a student acquires the satisfaction that comes from a rigorous engagement in interpretation and the formulation of one's own considered opinions. The idea of our republic is that citizens can make autonomous, informed judgments to make sure that the country is properly governed. Further, students need courage to stand up, up for what they believe in, even in the face of mass disagreement from others, including people of authority. A well-considered and well-managed discussion of people of diverse interests and talents helps make students learn the difference between informed insights and mere opinionating. It is a rehearsal for deliberative democracy. In other words, a rehearsal for standing up for your principles, arguing your position, listening to others, and understanding how decisions are made when selecting our government officials, not rulers, governors. In the 1818 report to the commissioners of the University of Virginia, Jefferson first described the purpose of primary and secondary education. Quote, to develop the reasoning faculties of youth, 
to enlarge their minds, cultivate their morals, and instill into them the precepts of virtue and order. To form them to habits of reflection and correct action. Rendering them examples of virtue to others and of happiness within themselves. And of course, as a result, the University of Virginia was founded and is one of our finest universities. So the overall goal of education is to make study and inquiry a treasured form of human activity. Think of the contrast between this and a totalitarian state that relies on lies and misinformation and an escape from freedom that has too often occurred. An escape from freedom in the sense of not exercising all of your political power and authority. The Romans had an interesting view on, on this. Uh, developing ap academic skills was important to developing character. Quintilian, the famous Roman, said a good orator must first have virtue. That's from the book called Practical Wisdom. And Vitruvius, the great architect, devoted his entire book one to the necessary qualities of a good architect, which are all about character and virtue. And named all of the areas in which a well-educated person would be versed in. Uh, further, the the need to be fair and fair-minded in evaluating the arguments of, of, of others uh, requires us to, to uh, understand other views and to recognize our, our own limitations and potentially mistakes. Uh, of course, knowledge supplies the courage to have and support opinions, and opinions then lead to active citizens and political vitality for the entire republic. As Justice Brandeis wrote, under universal suffrage, every voter is a part ruler of the state, unless the rulers have in the main education and character and are free men, our great experiment in democracy must fail. Our greatest philosopher, native philosopher, Ralph Waldo Emerson wrote, so far as a man thinks he is free, the revelation of thought takes man out of servitude into freedom. And of course, every generation must be taught anew principles uh, about the foundation of our republic. It is not automatically passed down. As Aristotle, the great Greek philosopher, wanted men to be educated and also to gain practical wisdom, and that character and wisdom are developed through practice and observation. 
In his view, practical wisdom allows us to make difficult decisions with some confidence, but does not lead to arrogance. <clears throat> the strength of a republic depends on the ability of its citizens to participate fully in the decision-making processes. Citizens guide the nation by making informed judgments as voters, as jurors, as participants in local government, as members of school boards, volunteer firemen. Joseph Addison, so influential on our founders and author of Cato's Letters, wrote, quote, Knowledge is indeed that which, next to virtue, truly and essentially raises one man above another. Finally, liberty without learning is always in peril, and learning without liberty is always in vain. And that's John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Professor Muirhead has written, Ignorance is disempowering. Either a citizen will not vote or will choose without clear foundation for their decisions and may be even demoralizing and more susceptible to demagogues. I recall the governor of Kentucky proposing that the use of public funding in universities and others and other educational institutions should only be for job friendly subjects. But what could be a better use of public money than to educate good citizens in a republic like ours? The idea of a liberal education, if it's for a free person, liber, liberal, liber means free. capable of making judgments of all kinds, but mostly in selecting our political leaders. So there's an urgent need in a republic where government depends on the actions of its citizens for its authority for citizenship education. Remember, the Declaration of Independence states explicitly, governments derive their just powers from the consent of the governed. To make this work most effectively, citizens must be informed on how the U.S. government is structured, as well as on the norms and rules that guide good faith implementation of policy and law. Yet our schools very often require no education on civil government, no instruction on what it means to be a citizen. We spend lots of money and energy on STEM education, but little on creating informed citizens who are equipped to make choices on those who represent us. It may come as a surprise to many, but the structure put in place 231 years ago by our founders required, in James Madison's words, an application of political science. Our founders created a design for government that was truly an innovation. 
and government maintains its role so long as it fulfills its ability to secure life, liberty, and happiness of its citizens. To make choices on such an important matter, that is, how we are governed and by whom, citizens must be well informed. They need a solid grounding in the principles that are the foundation for our government of laws, not men. Each citizen should be able to make an autonomous decision, taking all views into consideration. The exercise of courage will allow them to confidently consider the views of even people they disagree with. And they should have the courage to make choices that may run counter to strong influences. As John Adams told us, courage is required to be an effective citizen, and citizenship education makes citizens, quote, brave and enterprising, unquote. Our founders wished its citizens to be capable of distinguishing between fact and fiction, truth and lies. This can't be achieved when our citizenry is uninformed about the workings of government and our guiding principles. In today's overheated political environment and with social media's expansive influence, it's a challenge to sort through the noise. Even the best informed must wade through the clutter of claims and news stories to reach a clear position. So much is placed in front of us, we are left to make judgment calls based on our best sense, reason, and educational foundation. It's certainly daunting, but it matters too much to fail to make a serious effort. And we need to be fully equipped to make judgment calls that are placed in front of us all the time. So STEM education is very important for our livelihoods, our workdays. But we are citizens all of the time. We need to reestablish the importance of learning the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and our history. We can't neglect this task any longer. Our role is to give active consent to our members of Congress and to the President. That they do not do their job well in support of our rights and freedoms, upholding principles and norms that support our successful republic, we withhold our consent and elect others in their place. I do not believe we can do this effectively without extensive civics education, both among the young and with adults. We should begin in our elementary schools with civics education, then continue through high school and college. Being well-informed throughout our lives is our patriotic duty. If you like what you've heard, please share it. Thanks for listening.